I'm Jordan and this is the Your Own Podcast, the podcast about your own place and mentoring. Hello and welcome to the Your Own Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Jordan. And uh, well, I've never really done anything like this before, so it's all new to me. Uh, Joined with me this week is Rebecca. Hello. Hello. How are you, Rebecca? Are you all right? I'm all right. Thank you, Jordan. How are you today? I'm fine, thank you. And um, also with me is Tom. Hi, hi, guys. Tom. hi guys hey tom yeah uh tom uh will be doing the uh behind the scenes kind of stuff so it won't be speaking but if you do hear another voice uh that'd be tom <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll try to keep it down yeah that's <laughs> that's fine just uh, you can just chime in whenever you want tom so oh thank you yeah yeah no worries so um, obviously this is the first episode and uh, what better way to start than with the CEO of your own place, Rebecca. Yay! Yay. <laughs> so um, for those that don't know Rebecca, uh, what does uh, your role involve? You know, what, what goes into being the CEO of your own place? Wow, that's such a big question. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Start. That... Yeah. <laughs> Um, I think that, I mean, the short answer to that, Jordan, is a bit of absolutely everything. Um, Because when you've, you know, when you've set up an organisation or a business yourself, you have a kind of handle on everything, you know, how every little bit works. Um, And that means you kind of want to be involved in everything. It can be hard (laughs) not to be. Um, But in the end, you know, it could be anything from delivering workshops to you know I have to manage the finances I might be cleaning the office one day um, as well as writing all the stuff that goes on behind the scenes the processes and strategies and project so managers fingers and all the pies fingers and all the pies and making sure you know we're safe making sure we have the money to keep going and making sure we make a difference yeah that's, that that sounds like a lot <laughs> i don't think i don't think i'd be able to do all that if i if i, if I was given that responsibility you just never know i didn't never. know I, I could do it either jordan i just did it <laughs> um so uh how did you actually come up with the idea for your own place um it's sometimes it's i think it's hard to remember i honestly can't remember the exact moment that it's no, exactly. into my head Mm-hmm. Um, but I've, I worked in schools and then I worked in prisons and in criminal justice, um, but also in sort of street homelessness. And mm. I, I guess it was just across all of that. I witnessed people being let down yeah. by, by the support they were getting, because that support often would suddenly end before they were independent. Yeah, yeah. And, I understand that, yeah. And, and it just felt like there was a gap in providing mm. life skills for people um, in a really powerful and empowering way yeah yeah so you did see so just um you just kind of you know saw people you know struggling and everything yeah. so you just wanted to kind of set something up to help them a bit more especially yeah I just to, saw people kind of become homeless and just thought that yeah. didn't need to happen you know if they'd had a bit more yeah, support exactly. um 
that yeah. that could be avoided and it has such an impact on yeah. on somebody's life and yeah because 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 where, where i because where i live especially in like mm. the town center you yeah. see a lot of homeless people you, you know you, it's just mm. then like nearly on every corner they're, they're mostly hanging around outside the uh you know the, uh, the mcdonald's or the kfc mm. and you know they're just yeah uh, just everywhere <laughs> really but you can't nothing really you can do to actually help them unless you know, you got something in place. Actually, you know, what I'm trying to say, yeah, it's just like you yeah. got unless you got unless you got the support yourself, then you can't really no. help them out as much. No, no, it's it's really difficult. And you know, even in my role, I really find it hard yeah. walking past homeless people in the street. And oh. Oh, you know, sorry. <laughs> I kind of just walked in one second. Okay. And sometimes, you know, homelessness has to be prevented because that's the thing if you're seeing people on the street kind of a long way down the line then that's the bit that's avoidable you know it should never have to get to that stage it should never have to get that bad so that's the point of your own place really to you know yeah. prevent it from ever happening in the first place hmm. well, sounds uh <laughs> again I, I don't think i can um obviously do all that you know but but for what it's um, gone on to do and who, who it's helping for, I, th mm. I think that's like the bigger picture, you know. You know, because it's towards young people mainly, isn't it? You know, you're just trying to um, help the young people because a lot of young people are, are becoming homeless now. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely more risk for young people yeah, exactly. in terms of homelessness. Exactly. But, you know, we're working with, you know, 50-year-olds, 60-year-olds, people who've been rough sleeping. You know, we now work with everybody in all sorts yeah, exactly. of different situations. Yeah, exactly, um, yeah. But, yeah, in terms of prevention, then mm. often it means working with young people to prevent it getting so bad. But we'll also work with people where it has got bad and we want to break that cycle. We want to stop it happening again. And we can make a real difference there as well. Yeah. So uh, when you're not getting all your fingers and all the pies and you're not <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to keep using that analogy um, and you're not uh, doing all the big boss stuff for um, your own place uh, what hobbies and interests do you have in your spare time? Yeah um, spare time is a funny one there's not yeah. loads of it and, no uh, no no but, but when you do have the time what, what, what do you yeah. uh, what do you intend to do? You know, I, I really like being active I think for my my personal well-being for my own physical strength and to be able to give your own place as much as I do it's just really important for me that I stay healthy and stay well um, yeah. so I, I love road cycling um, I, I do a bit of running um, kind of increasingly I've got some lovely walking boots for Christmas so oh, nice. yeah. heading off across the fields when I can when I'm allowed going to the gym <laughs> which is currently my medicine ball and my kettlebell yeah, exactly. in my yeah. front room. Um, yeah. So I love, I love that. But keeping active is really important to me. Yeah. Um, and I do like to just sort of keep a handle on what's happening in the world. You know, every week I, I'll read the New Statesman. I'll read the London Review of Books to hear about book reviews. I'll read the Financial <laughs> Times and I'll read other newspapers. I try and get a, a broad view rather than just from one political view because I think its balance is really important. Yeah. Um, but I think the most exciting thing is I'm converting Beryl the camper car right now. Um, my, my Citroen Berlingo that I nearly sold right. before lockdown. 
I've had a double bed made and I'm carpeting her throughout and uh, I plan to go off on little camping adventures in the back of my car once oh, I can. That's, so, that uh, sounds fun. Yeah. yeah really good. Yeah. Nice bit of a uh, release. Yeah. Well, for me, I'm, I'm not really an active sort of person, mm. uh, you know, um, but when I can, I like to get on my bike, go for a nice cycle. Nice. Yeah. yeah you know, you, can, you know, cycle to the shop, cycle to the high street, mm-hmm. like, because that's how I used to get to work. Um, right. And you know, obviously, with everything going on, yeah. you know, I, you know, I'm not <laughs> don't really have that motivation to kind of go out as much at the moment. So no, and, and hopefully, when it's sort of spring, yeah. the end is in sight. You know, we're lucky we have yeah, some exactly. beautiful countryside around. Exactly. Don't we? Especially, it's, yeah, especially with like the weather as it is at the moment. Yeah. You know, everything going on. So yeah, I'm get home to get back on my bike. Good. Yeah, that'd be brilliant. It, it is difficult now, but I do believe there's light at the end of the tunnel, Jordan, and we'll all be back <laughs> out, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so the uh, aim of the podcast, as I uh, was trying to come up with, um, was towards mentoring. Mm. Yeah. Um, obviously, I've been, I've been a mentee myself. Yeah. Um, and I assume you've been a mentor yourself as well, Rebecca? I've been a mentor and a mentee. Yeah. Oh, you've been both. Oh, <laughs> I, I just assumed you were just a mentor, you know, from what Tom has told me. <laughs> no, I, I have a mentor of my own. Oh, right. One. Okay. So um, it's never, never too late. It's never too yeah, late. Yeah. So, um, why do you tell us, uh, in your own words, on what mentoring is and what it involves? Um, it honestly means so much to me. And of all the voluntary roles I've had, it's, without doubt the most rewarding um and i think i think what that's about is that you get to build a relationship of equals um Mm. you know it's not a power relationship it's not one where you're you're paid and you get to build it over time and so you make a real difference Mm. and and the other bit because you're not like a support worker or a housing worker or a social worker you you get to have a laugh chat about nothing have a moan Um, and then also when the relationship kind of matures and you get to know each other, you know, you can, exactly. you, you can push back a bit and sort of, you know, challenge the other person a bit if they're mm. a bit stuck or, you know, they want yeah. to grow. And, and yeah. I just think being that non-judgmental person in that life, in their life and pushing them a bit is where the growth is, you know, um, yeah. and yeah, I so absolutely that's... love it. And I wish I had more time to do it. Yeah, I think that's really important because like, you know, when I was a uh, mentee, yeah. Because um, uh, I, when I was the first, one of the first things I did mm. in your own place before I got um, introduced to uh, the advisory board. Yeah. Um, you know, I was pretty nervous. Were you? Yeah, well, I was. I was pretty nervous because I don't know, like, obviously we kind of met each other and you were kind of, um, I wouldn't say interviewing me, but you were kind of uh, friendly mm. questions and, yeah. you know, kind of, Give me like a bit of a. Oh, I don't. I don't know how to quietly put this. Uh, yeah, you, you, you were just. You were just kind of. Um, you know, just seeing what my background was. You know, mm. see what I enjoyed, and yeah. you know, kind of similar to what I'm doing now. But yeah. um, and then you find, and then you go off and find someone with mm. similar interests, and you know, and uh, you know, obviously when I was uh, me and my mentor Jay. Uh, I was I was quite nervous because mm-hmm. obviously meeting new per, new meeting new people I'm quite shy. Yeah. And I think within about five to ten minutes of just sitting down, 
Yeah. We found something of interest and we just kind of hit it off. Amazing. So, you know, and, yeah. you know, being with, being with Jay, that's been quite a bit of a, bit of a, an adventure. Yeah. You know, because yeah. we have similar interests, so we, we could just, we can just waffle on about mm. anything really. Mm. You know, we'll, we'll, we would meet up for coffee and uh, sat in the, uh, we'll be sat in the coffee shop for a couple of hours and stuff, just having a nice chat. Yeah. So. yeah. And I think that's the thing, isn't it? It is yeah, so yeah. different. It's so informal. So just, yeah, just like, coming back to that bit at the beginning, Jordan, yeah, yeah, no bit, you being quite nervous, yeah. what, what could I have done? What could we have done perhaps to make you less nervous? Um, I'm entirely sure, to be honest. I'll leave it with uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'll leave it with me. And I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll probably try and come up with something. Cool. Uh, but, Always but, good to learn. But, but yeah, I, I think it's just like... Um, you know, just obviously you've got obviously got the introduction there and stuff like that. But mm. I, I think uh, it's like well, we found someone. You know, you know his name is Jay. Mm. These are his interests, and like mm. you know, probably just know a bit more about him beforehand, so I can mm. see if he's suitable. Yeah. For, uh, for me and and such. Mm. That's good to know. So give you a bit more of the power, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just yeah. just going it's like oh, you know. I, Oh, Jay likes playing video games. He likes, mm. you know, doing all this and such like that. So it's just yeah. kind of, you know, knowing that beforehand. And I was, so mm. I know if we've got something to talk about. And so, oh, so you know, yeah. so you like, you know, so and so, and yeah, kind of hit it off from there. Yeah, it's still a brave thing to do, though. You know, yeah, yeah, it we, is. We, we appreciate that massively yes. that we're asking you and mentees mm. just to meet basically a total stranger and that's, yeah, that's exactly. quite a big ask isn't and that, it yeah that's a, that's a lot of trust we put in you as well it is yeah, it, it is. is i think we sometimes yes. forget that don't we yeah i think, I think yeah, yeah i think we forget that sometimes yeah um yeah. so you um so what, what what experience have you had as a mentor rebecca um, so I've had sort of a couple of bits and pieces. So I started out not as a mentor, but being part of a prison resettlement mentoring program. Um, that was in 2003. Um, and that was about young people in prison um, getting mentors before they were released. So I helped kind of manage the program and... Um, support the mentors and to be matched to the mentees Mm. Um, and these were young people sort of often 16 17 and they were in prison on quite long sentences for a couple of years and and I remember I do remember one in particular actually and I'm still in touch with the mentor because he's in my professional network because he now he still he now works in prisons Mm. Um, and it was the first time that I guess I saw the power of the connection with someone who, again, you know, was a volunteer um, with whom the, the person in prison, and it was always, it was boys' prisons, they could kind of relate to them and just build a different kind of relationship. And yeah. a lot of these guys in prison, you know, they felt so alone and so yeah. scared. And yeah, especially at that age, you know, 16, 17. Yeah, exactly. And when you're sent to Young Offenders Institute, you know, it can be hundreds yeah. of miles from home. Um, family might not be able to afford to even come and visit you. Exactly. And I, I'd often, you know, I'd actually leave the prison 
kind of in, almost sort of choking up actually it was really quite moving to see the mm. connections between these mentors and mentees and the, the dawning realization for the mentees that this person really cared that they were taking a day exactly. off work getting on a train to travel sometimes 200 miles to visit this young person in prison to build a relationship before their release and mm. yeah that's kind of that was my first experience of it really and just seeing how amazing it could be oh <laughs> you've always gone for the big jobs haven't you Rebecca <laughs> <laughs> it's like just, a just a lot of a lot, lot of hard work a lot of challenges to face obviously so that's so worth it yeah um so before you would become a mentor mm. um what would be one thing that you wish you knew beforehand what would be you I know think, if, if you were to know like hmm. something from your future like saying oh I wish I knew this yeah before I started what, what would that thing be well I think it's coming back to your point about you know being nervous yeah um is that mentors are nervous too yeah. Uh, you know, you don't grow out of nervousness about meeting new people just because exactly. you get older. And so I think I think it would be that there's no need to be worried because yeah. you're, you're both nervous. There's there's a safety net. There's a process in place exactly. and you're both taking a leap in the dark. Mm. Um, and I think the Euro in Place volunteers are as prepared as any yeah. I know of because of the yeah. support and the training they get. And and then to be to be honest with the mentee that you're both a bit nervous and have a bit of a laugh about it and <laughs> and and to plan what you're going to say at that first meeting. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Just, yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's going to yeah. be okay. <laughs> just, just kind of, just kind of, uh, you know, obviously, you know, whenever we have our uh, YOPAP, our advisory mm. board meetings, we always have like an icebreaker, yeah, uh, wouldn't we? To um, obviously introducing new people and kind mm. of just, you know get them comfortable with, with yeah. uh, other people because that's how I was like I'm you know I'm just nervous in general really like mm. uh but obviously coming in with uh the advisory board and just kind of sitting down and mm. um you know and then Tom threw out an icebreaker and we just mm. I just kind of settled down and kind yeah. of settling you know just then you know just having that sort of tension breaker would just be yeah. ideal to obviously um set things off right yeah no I think that's exactly right and yeah you know the the your own place team are very skilled yeah at, at putting people at ease and at making yes, people feel comfortable and that is so crucial because you can't underestimate you know how nervous somebody might be yeah and um obviously relate, relating to that uh, what mm. would be a piece of advice you would give to someone thinking about becoming a mentor or getting into the role of being a mentor um so i'm going to cheat and i've got two bits of advice yeah. Jordan. no no worries no worries <laughs> will you let me off yeah yeah no worries <laughs> um so the first one is just i suppose coming at it from a management perspective which is right. just be honest about whether you can commit to it yeah in terms of time after the training you know it's not a massive ask yeah but it really matters to us that we don't let anybody down that that no, that the mentees don't get let down yeah so, exactly. so that's the first thing you know can, can you commit to this basically yeah commitment commitment is a huge part of it you know yeah. obviously when i was with jay it would mm. be you know obviously we struggled to find the time especially after Mm. you know after the pandemic and everything we would be struggling to find time because yeah. he's working um and i'm busy 
with my exactly. own life, you know, we're just mm. trying to find the right time for each other, I think. Yeah. I think that was one of the biggest challenges. And we have to respect each other's time because, no. you know, it's, as I said, you're, you're equals, you know, the mentee's exactly. time is just as precious as the mentor's time. Yeah, um, and, you know, we know sometimes life gets in the way, you know, of course, yeah. we have mentors that have had to back away, you know, mm. because something happens in their family or they lose their job or they move or, you know, we, we totally yeah. get that and, and, you know, are sympathetic to that. But, yeah. but at the same time, you know, often our mentees, you know, have their own anxieties and have been let down before. And the last mm. thing we want is, you know, to let them down again, I guess. Yeah. So just commitment and hoping yeah. to not let them down. Yeah. Am I allowed my second bit of advice? Yeah. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> um, it's uh, to, to the mentor, it's to be yourself. And, and yeah. again, I think that nervousness, when we're all nervous, we kind yeah, of, we exactly. adopt... We adopt a personality, don't we, that we think is the right one. Um, yeah. But in the end, the only personality that's the right one is our own one. So, exactly. yeah, just meet you. Yeah, just, uh, just trying to fit the mould. Yeah. You know, basically. Because exactly. it's, 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 it's like, it's a bit like um, when you go for like, an interview, you're trying to, mm, try to push up. Yeah, trying to impress yeah. uh, your, you know, your potential employers. And you're yeah. trying to, sometimes you don't, think about being yourself you just try and fit someone's mold to kind of get the yeah. job and get everything you but if you just kind of be yourself and Absolutely. then that's what's obviously going to be keeping you in the job yeah potentially so everybody has something to offer and I think we get a lot of people who don't sign up to be a mentor because they think oh I haven't lived very much or I haven't got no. very much to offer or I haven't been no. in their shoes no. but everybody's got something to offer mm. So, so would you would you say like to anyone that wants to be a mentor, just go for it. Go for it. Absolutely. See, see, how, see how it fits. If it, yeah. if it doesn't fit, then that's okay. You won't know unless you try. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> do or do not. There is no try. <laughs> you know. And um, oh, don't know what else to ask here. Um, oh, I think uh, just kind of. So I wanted to, I think, you know, I wanted to talk yeah. about um, how your own place has helped the community, I guess. Yeah, 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 that, that um, was it. I was, I was just trying to find the question there. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're fine. Yeah. I think it flows on nicely, you know, because yeah, it's all exactly. about impact. And I love, I love seeing the impact the team have. Mm. And we have a, a team um, WhatsApp group. It's called Yopsap, obviously. Yopsap. Um, and, you know, not a day or even half a day goes by when the team you know every member will share a screenshot or a picture or a quote from somebody Mm. to say that you know we've helped them and it's not that they say thank you for preventing my homelessness do you know what I mean they they say you know uh thank you for the confidence you gave me or thank you for making me feel so uncomfortable um thank you for helping me move forward and and those sorts of things and I I always think Jared you know does sum this up really well that these it's not about life skills it's about skills for life that it's about exactly. equipping people with the steps exactly. to move forward and and that's that's where i think your own place has impact and all of that contributes to preventing homelessness and yeah it's an absolute yeah. joy to to read about to see with my own eyes yeah yeah it's especially like when you look at like the uh, your own place uh, facebook or instagram page mm. you know there's always that kind of motivational and mm. um supportive um images and 
uh, posts that you mm. put on there to, you know, uh, like Tom, Tom would be like, um, you know, obviously he'd be posting about meeting, future meetings and stuff, but he'll mm. put on uh, anything supportive or um, yeah. different resources that we can use to mm. kind of push ourselves, you know, to be better versions of ourselves. Yeah. And that's not to say you're not great versions of exactly. yourselves, you know. No, no. But I think it, it's so important to remain positive and that's not to brush under the carpet exactly. when life is difficult and that homelessness is awful to experience, but mm. to recognise, you know, there are opportunities, there are options, there are ways forward. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't think I don't think there's any purpose in sort of being being negative and, and beating each other up about it. I think no. you know, the only way forward is positivity and, and solutions. And hopefully that's what we, we try to do. So um, I'm going to just uh, kind of just think a bit far into the future and yeah. uh, just kind of go, um, where would you like to see your own place uh, be taken? Mm. You know, where, where, where would you see your own place go in say five years and yeah so you know it's the best yeah. question and it's the scariest question exactly and um you know i'm as scared as anyone else yeah. in predicting the future jordan i'm, I'm as yeah, exactly. you know fearful of it as anyone else is because yeah. the minute you say it out loud then people can hold you to account and you can fail exactly um and, and i do love the quote and I, I repeat it quite a lot that there's only one thing scarier um, than failure and that's exactly. success um, <laughs> but I, I want to see your own place have a secure future um, yeah, exactly. for, yeah. for the team the right team a bigger team um, and for the people who we make a difference to and, no. and this means I need to keep learning I need to keep building my networks of exactly. support yeah. and I need to be brave because you mm. know there are hard roads and hard choices ahead and I, I absolutely don't have all the answers but no. what I have is is the passion and the belief and the people around me exactly. I think we can make really great things happen so I want to see us grow to cut to the yeah. chase Jordan I, I want to see us grow um, all over England because there isn't a place in the UK that doesn't have a homelessness crisis right now exactly, exactly. and yeah. I think we have some solutions and it would be wrong of us to to hide them in Norwich when we can make yeah. a difference far and wide so yeah, just, that's what I want to do. Just uh, obviously, just expand mm. to other other areas of the yeah. of the country. You know. Absolutely. Why wouldn't so, we? We we know exactly. we know what works. We know it works here. There is yeah, no exactly. reason if we with some good planning and good people behind us that we can't do mm. it in other places. Mm. Um, and things like this podcast, things like what you do yeah. with the advisory board, make us stronger and make that possible. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. Uh, and would you say that would also come in under your own personal uh, goals and aspirations with that? Yeah. Would you say you've got uh, uh, your own personal ones? Um, I mean, that well? is, you know, absolutely fundamental to my goal and aspiration. You know, yeah. from me as CEO, we, we all have yeah. our own personal goals. Tom, Tom will be nodding now. We all have what we call a BHAG. <laughs> which is called a big, hairy, audacious goal, um, which is, you know, what's, what's your scary goal, basically? Yeah, and exactly. my scary goal is to make your own place so damn successful that it doesn't need me. Mm. You know, I, I am only one person in that team. I don't need to be there forever. Mm. I want to make it brilliant so that someone else can run it. Um, exactly. Because, you know, I, I'm getting, you know, older. We're all getting older. Yeah, yeah. 
you know, I don't know where I will go next, but one day I will move on. But the only way I can move on is if I make your own place brilliant. Um, so that is that is my goal. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's the scary one. Yeah. I've, I've, kind of, I've kind of jumped the gun with a couple of questions. Because uh, <laughs> 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 I, I, I was like looking at my list and I'm like thinking, where are those questions going? And, <laughs> and yeah. I was meant to ask them before these ones um but obviously we've covered it <laughs> yeah uh but we've obviously with the uh with everything that was has been going on lately you know with obviously with this pandemic the lockdowns mm. you know everything like that um what challenges has that brought up um with your own place you know mm. and and with those challenges how do you attempt or overcome those challenges? I mean, it's just been huge, hasn't it? And I, I don't yeah. think we even have enough distance from it yet to truly no. reflect. Um, no. And I've written some blogs about the digital bit, you know, about yes. taking, redesigning all of our delivery and turning it into online delivery. I mean, just as yeah. a sort of practical time challenge, that's huge. But behind every practical challenge is the people-shaped challenge, because... You know, I'm asking more and more of people who are under huge amounts of personal pressure, who are weary of COVID, um, mm. who are weary of a third lockdown in the winter. And, and so in any business, I think your biggest challenges are how you look after your people. Because if you don't look after your people, you don't have a business. You don't, yeah. you don't get anywhere. You don't make a difference. Um, yeah, exactly. Try, try, try and keep up morale to yeah, yeah, and try, try and support your, your staff as well as exactly. you know, as well as um, anyone you know, service users and yeah, you know, people are actually using your own place yeah. as well as the staff that like just trying to maintain all of that as best you can. Yeah, and that's exactly right, Jordan, because it's a virtual circle. You know, I need to support the team yeah. so they can support you. Um, and we've all got to be well enough and healthy enough to do that. And there, yeah. I'm not going to lie, there are days, you know, when I think, who's going to cry today? Yeah. Um, it, because just, it's hard. Yeah. Like the best thing you can try and do is adapt to, mm. you know, new new things, especially yeah. like, like, you know, because obviously since we weren't allowed to, you know, meet up due to mm. like lockdowns and stuff, we've, we've been doing everything online. You know, yeah. Zoom calls, you know, yeah. doing till sessions online and... Yeah. It's kind of adapting to a more digital age at the moment. And I think, you know, and sometimes I just stop and look at how much we've done and people yeah, sort exactly. of reflect it back at me. And we have done so much online and taken so many services and made them so bloody good online. You know, I just want to shout about that a bit louder because I don't think it's heard just how good quality the online delivery is. Exactly. And And there's no straight line out of, this pandemic you know mm. either in terms of we're not all suddenly going to be together and happy in a room um, yeah, exactly. and we're not going to all suddenly turn our back on digital delivery either because I think yeah. the future is more complicated than that yeah. um, and what I've got to do is find a clear path through that and communicate it to the team yeah like because like, one, one of the things I've, I've seen uh, I think it's on the Instagram page mm. uh, was uh, Jess and Jared you know they were delivering like laptops and yeah. Um, tablets and everything to yeah. people who didn't have access to the internet yeah. so that way they can continue to use yeah uh, the services that yeah. um, obviously we provide and everything so mm. yeah and and those are the lengths we've got to go to you know digital exactly. exclusion is is very very real people 
don't just lack tablets and the kit, but might not exactly. have the skills or the Wi-Fi or the English skills or whatever it might be. And yeah. those are the lengths the team are going to to get to keep people involved and to, you know, exactly. that has that has a huge impact on those individuals, but it has an impact on the team too. Exactly, um, yeah. But we've had loads of learning from it as well. You know, we've yeah. learned so much about yeah, what we've... works and what we'll keep doing. And exactly. it's been incredible, really. It's just a, obviously it's a long, strenuous ride, but. Yeah, it's a marathon, well, not a sprint. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> just keep learning different new things every day. Yeah. I think yeah. there was a guy on the NHS yesterday who actually said, you know, we knew it. We knew last May it would be a marathon, but we didn't know it would turn into an ultra marathon. And they'd keep exactly. change. They'd keep changing the finish line. <laughs> exactly. They, you know, they, well, just you know, like every day there's a new rule or a yeah. new law or yeah. you know, and you, obviously you can't really plan for it. You never mm -hmm. can with, with what's okay. going on. No, uh, that, that's so hard for us to but, steer, steer a business. You know, when yeah. you don't know what tomorrow holds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I, I think that's why like, one of the reasons I couldn't do your job, Rebecca. It's just like I don't, I don't necessarily have the, um, like the quick thinking and the adaptability to, mm. you know, say, oh, we're being put into another lockdown tomorrow. Mm. How, how am I going to, you know, quickly. Mm you know come up with something to help everyone mm. you know keep evolved I, I, I don't yeah. think I can do that personally but <laughs> well, I think you'd surprise yourself you know yeah, exactly necessity yeah. is the mother of invention and you know it's bigger than just me because yeah. last April it wasn't about me it was about no, the team and the people we support so exactly. I didn't exactly. get it all right I didn't no. have perfect answers all I did was do something and sometimes yeah. doing something is better than exactly. doing nothing and you know so yeah you live and learn and you know we're now in the third lockdown the team know the drill now <laughs> <laughs> let's just hope there isn't a fourth you know so. absolutely jordan we are yeah. hoping yeah yep. <laughs> uh, i think that's i think that's all the questions i have wonderful great questions uh, jordan yeah, thank, you. thank you thank you very much and uh, thank you for joining me out of your busy schedule absolutely <laughs> thank you and you take care yeah you too cheers bye-bye bye, -bye. bye, -bye.